listeners new to my podcast. I'm new to podcasting, so we're starting out together. Um, I uh, unfortunately recorded about a 45-minute initial um, clip and then realized that I was not recording in the draft section, and so it ended up, I don't know where it went. It went to podcast heaven, wherever that is. And it's gone. So that's okay. Starting over with this one. So what I said on the other one, and I'll say on this one, is that <clears throat> I had looked at um, some different options as far as uh, recording podcasts and then uh, just some programs and like microphones and set it up to your computer, blah, blah, blah. And just was kind of overwhelmed, but still kind of wanted to do it. And I've been looking into it more and looking on, you know, equipment and things like that. But then um, I was thinking today, like, I wonder if I can use CastBox, which is the app that I've used primarily, um, or only use, I should say, for to listen to podcasts. I was wondering if I can upload directly off of the app uh, a podcast, and it turns out you absolutely can. So I was like, well, let me go ahead and give this a try and see um, if I can put together my first I want to call them episodes because it just feels generic. I don't know. My first chit chat, my first talk, my first episode, whatever you want to call it. Call it what you want to call it. Um, so, <clears throat> introduce myself. My name is Samantha. I'm uh, 35 years old, Caucasian, female, identify female, heterosexual, Christian. Uh, <laughs> but don't box me in. I mean, don't put mm-hmm. me in a in a in a box because I'm I'm maybe a little bit outside of that. All right, I'm back. I, uh, yeah, so don't box me in and don't write me off. Here's the thing. In addition to those things, those demographics, if you will, I'm a uh, once and a half, almost twice divorced, single mom of four. Uh, and when I say almost twice, I'm nearing dates for final proceedings for my second divorce. So I'm terrible at relationships, which means I'm fully qualified to give all of the advice about any type of relationship issue. So that's on the horizon and something to look forward to. Uh, no, not really, but I do, uh, I have been through it. I have been through it with the relationships, probably a pretty good, um, I could check almost all the boxes when it comes to relationship issues. So I think that I have a little bit of a, um, a little bit of expertise just based on experience only when it comes to relationships. So there's, there's that factor. I'm also, like I said, a mom of four. Um, my kids are ranging in ages from 11 to four months. My older two are 11-year-old boy and 6-year-old girl, and they're biological. And then my younger two are babies. They're uh, 20 months old and um, almost, well, 4 months, 4 and a half, 4, almost 5 months. Here's something. When she turns 2, can I stop saying months? I think so. I probably should be saying a year and a half now, but it feels like 
she's been through it and I want to give her those extra two months. I don't want to, I don't want to take those away from her. So, but when she turns two, I'm done with it. I'm going to tell you, tell people she's two, even if she is two and 26 months and whatever. So, uh, then the baby, the four month old is a boy <clears throat> and they are both, um, foster children. I'm a licensed foster parent. And, um, so that's a, that's something, I mean, I have that whole experience. I have the experience of, uh, being a single parent of raising, um, my son 100%, uh, alone. And then my daughter, uh, about 80% alone. So, um, and then obviously the babies are 100% alone as well. I've only been a foster parent since I've been single and they've never had, um, any type of, second parent involvement so I'm, I'm it I'm it for them <clears throat> uh and like I said I'm 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 definitely a Christian I believe in God and follow God and live my life uh, in a way that glorifies God I hope I pray I try and um that's like my main deal you know that's that's my uh that's my number one kind of drives you know, every, every part of my life, it, it, it even, you know, I, I hope drives this podcast in a way that I, um, you know, I want to do things in my life that matter and I want to do things in my life that give it purpose. My Instagram that I barely use, but I just recently changed my Instagram handle, if you will, because I wanted it to, um, I don't want to just use like Instagram and Facebook and even now podcasts to like, excuse me, be self-serving or like get attention or, you know, any of these things. I want to use these platforms because I think it's amazing. Like I look at these pot, some of these other podcasts that I listen to and they have millions of listeners. And I'm thinking if I could do something that would hook even a hundred people to where they could listen to this and they could hear, you know, about my stories and about my life and about how God has worked in my life. Like, maybe I could, um, you know, in some way make a difference and, and ultimately lead people, you know, in a way to God. Um, but, you know, my, my primary reason for starting this podcast is that I, um, like I said, I've had a lot of experiences in my adult life. I've uh, moved a lot. I've uh, had, you know, some different jobs. I've uh, I've just had a lot of experiences, and I feel like... I've not had a lot of opportunities, I've not had any opportunities really to where I've sat down and I've talked to other women who have had similar experiences as me. Um, part of that is because I don't sit down and I don't talk to other people very often. So maybe that's my fault, but I, uh, I don't really, I don't have a lot of time to do those things, even though I maybe would want to, and I think it'd be helpful and I don't, uh, I'm not great at it. I'm super awkward and, uh, and, and bad at, at interaction. So, um, so this is kind of a way for me to like sit down and have coffee and, and basically, I mean, real talk, I'm talking to myself, uh, which I think we all do, or maybe, I don't know, don't, I don't know, maybe not everybody, I do, I don't care, I do it, I don't care, uh, talk to myself and, and hopefully talk to other people, hopefully other people listen and then, you know, be able to provide, insight into, um, some of the experiences that I've had. I think that I'm funny. I mean, people typically laugh or like I, I'm super sarcastic. 
people typically laugh. So I'm hoping that this ends up being like kind of a, a funny podcast. Like I want it to be funny. I want it to be lighthearted. I mean, there's going to be some more serious topics, but even with those, like I tell people my life is a flipping sitcom. Like it is one joke after the other. I'm always waiting for Ashton Kutcher to, what's his name? Yeah, Ashton Kutcher to, to pop out and tell me that I've been punked. Like, that's a constant. Like, I'm always look, looking behind my, looking around my shoulder like, where are you, Ashton? Come on, I know I'm punked. Um, <clears throat> because it's like, you're like, there's no way that could happen. Yes, it did. You know, or like, there's only a 1% chance it's going to happen to me. Uh, you know, I tell people, like, I have a perpetual black cloud just hanging over me. And the worst thing that's going to happen, I always assume the worst, hope for the best. That's kind of my life motto. Like if I was going to get a tattoo across my lower back in the early nineties, that's what I should have got. And that would have helped me (laughs) to, uh, avoid a lot of disappointment throughout my, these past, you know, 20 so years of my adult life. So, um, that's that. That's it. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how, what I talked about the first time around because it was definitely pushing 30 minutes by the time I got done with the uh, portion that I finished and I wasn't even done, but now I'm at barely nine minutes and I'm done. I don't know what else to say. I, um, so just to give a recap of my day, I mean, uh, to give you an idea, kind of some other topics that I might be talking on and touching on. And as a side note, ideally this would grow to where I would love to get like emails and, and, and comments and, 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 and like some, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, like I said, I'm totally unqualified to give any type of advice. However, I feel like I have had the, have, have had some life experiences, if you will, to where I can maybe get some insight on, um, different experiences. Also, I read my Bible. So, uh, I feel like on a lot of situations, uh, consult your Bible and, uh, you know, you can get some pretty clear direction from the old Bible. And that's, you know, that's something that, um, I'd hope to be able to, to do eventually, but to start, I mean, I'm just gonna run my mouth to start. Like, I'm just gonna be on here and I'm going to start talking and then I'm just not going to stop until I'm wherever I'm, wherever I'm at. I'm driving right now. And that was kind of the goal. Like, so I work in home health and I see patients in their homes. And so I do a lot of driving. I've driven total two hours today and two and a half hours actually to drive. I'm driving just today. And so I have a lot of downtime where it's not super safe for me to do anything else, but this, like run my mouth and hopefully, uh, you know, use this time a little bit more productively. Um, I, I do like, like I was, like I said, I use CastBox, So I definitely, um, have used, listened to podcasts while I'm driving and I really like that. And I just am starting to get into the world of like listening to audiobooks and things like that. But I, I would say, I mean, I'm not a clinician, but I would say with a strong certainty that I have adult ADD, not the H, I don't have any hyperactivity. It's, if anything, I have hypoactivity, but, uh, um, yeah. So even listening to audiobooks and podcasts, if I'm not like a hundred percent focused, I lose big chunks of whatever I'm listening to. Like I can, I can have, 
I can plan full weeks of time and have a podcast running in the background and then I'll realize, oh crap, I just missed 10 minutes of this podcast. Let me rewind it. Or I just missed, I have no idea what they're talking about in this book because I just zoned out and missed all of it. So as much as I like to listen to podcasts and do things, I need to be, I need, it's, it's more effective if I'm listening to them while I'm like folding laundry or washing dishes or something because obviously I don't want to think about washing dishes so I'm thinking about what I'm listening to and you know ergo I don't miss big chunks of time so my plan is to record these podcasts while I'm driving which I'm sorry if there is background whooshing uh, from the wind from the driving from the air conditioner uh, but you know that's what it is and I'm holding it I'm holding the uh, phone as it will as close to my mouth as I physically can uh, while driving in hopes of avoiding some of this background noise and maybe one day if this does something I'll get fancy and I'll buy a headset and I'll be that person driving down the road with a headset on talking to myself and I don't even care I'll do what I gotta do so um <clears throat> as I mentioned I'm, I work in home health uh as my full-time job I'm a medical social worker which basically means that I help people to not go to the hospital anymore doing by doing whatever it is they need me to do so that um they can stay in their homes safely for as long as possible and uh it's great it's kind of a job that I stumbled into but I've been there for almost four years now and it's really good I actually um before like I mentioned I recorded a giant intro um earlier that got deleted which is whatever it is what it is um but I had to stop that intro because um, I pulled into the company that I just had an interview with, which is a competing home health agency that's, I'm going to go on on a limb and say probably four to six times bigger than the company that I work for. I don't know because I've never really like explored the census or like things as far as how many patients the agency that I'm with actually see so I'm not I'm not sure but I'm gonna guess okay here's why I'm guessing that <clears throat> I'm one of two social workers with my company this company that I interviewed with has 17 uh so I'm gonna go ahead and go out on the limb and say they're quite a bit larger than the company that I'm currently with um and <clears throat> shocker my fuel's low <clears throat> it's constant um, so anyway, I interviewed with them because I, uh, I need to work more. And right now with my company, I'm just not getting enough work. Um, I need consistent work. It's not been consistent. It normally is. This has just been something that's kind of shook down since the beginning of the year that it's not, um, consistent. <clears throat> so this job that I interviewed for, uh, the, it's a salaried position, which is nice, kind of. Um, it's nice in that, you know, she was, she, the person who interviewed me was like, yeah, you know, see your patients, don't see them, you get paid kind of thing. So that's nice, except for, I think because it is salaried, um, the, the yearly salary is quite a bit lower than what I'm making, um, where I'm at right now. But on the flip side, 17 social workers and you know team meetings and uh you know brainstorming and having other perspectives and um 
I just think there's so much benefit to that and I don't have that where I'm at right now. I'm the only one in my area. I don't even ever communicate with the other social worker. Um, <clears throat> so basically she offered me the job. She wanted me to, she kind of wanted me to answer about the pay rate and I was like, um, I'm gonna have to check on it and I am. I mean, I'm really just gonna have to sit down and see, um, you know, can I afford to take that big of a pay cut? I think I can. I think I can and I think the benefits outweigh the pay cut even um, and then the other thing is you know they have a productivity standard of eight patients less a week than what I'm seeing right now so I think it's feasible to consider the possibility that I might be able to pick up other work you know another like a PRN position somewhere to maybe for a while while I'm kind of adjusting to a different budget um, I like how I say that like I have a budget. That's so funny that I even said that. I don't. I need to. This is where I, this is a good time for me to adjust the non-existent budget to see if I can take this pay cut for the benefits that this job offers. But um so I can I think I can feasibly pick up um you know a PRN position maybe to supplement some of the income that I will be losing. But when I say that, I mean, my income with the job that I have right now is 100% contingent on being able to see patients. And that's just not happening lately. Um, I'm just not getting enough work. I'm not getting orders for patients like I used to. And so that's the biggest thing is that, you know, I could say like, oh, my salary is $10,000 more a year with the job that I'm at. But in reality, if I'm not working, it's not anything. So that's the thing that I have to really try to make a decision about. I want to let her know something. I want to tell her something within the next day or two. Um, but the hard thing is, is I'm pretty sure that I, like if I accept this position, um, I know that I'm going to be getting paid right away, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because, it's just, it just is, it's going to be, it's going to be some stuff because they're competing agencies. So what I'm saying is like, I can't, I don't even think I can overlap. Like I can't maybe work at both for a couple of weeks, uh, to ensure income. Um, I don't think I can do that. So, so it's, it's just hard to know too, because, um, I have another interview next week at a school counseling position, um, school counseling agency, and they have some summer PRN positions open in, open that I'm, you know, interested in. I had an interview yesterday with a, uh, hospice agency, a hospice provider, and I'm interested in that position as a PRN. So I've, I've had quite a few contacts, quite a few interviews, and, um, I just want to make the best choice for my family, for myself. You know, this position has some on-call, scheduling and I'm not crazy about that. Um, I've done on call before and I'm, I'm kind of over it. But what I know is that, you know, social work on call is not like children's services on call. It, it, it likely doesn't even mean that you're having to go anywhere. It's typically just a phone call, uh, you know, kind of managing things over the phone type situation. So I don't, I know I don't, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, so that's that. I'm trying to make a decision. I'm trying to make a decision about um, my employer right now, and it's uh, it's a tricky it's a tricky issue. 
So, um, I, uh, I planned on seeing patients after that interview, but as it turns, I'm not even, I'm, I didn't really have any time to be able to do that. So today was kind of a wash. I mean, I did not expect for that interview to go for almost two hours, but, uh, it did. She talked a lot, which I'm kind of glad because I didn't really understand what the position was. And now I really feel like I have a really, really good handle on it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad she did that. And I really like her personality. I really think it'd be a good fit. It's going to be so nice to actually have someone as a supervisor who is a social worker, who understands the job, who is an advocate for social work, who, you know, all of the things that I have none of right now. Like my supervisor is a nurse and she, I mean, not to dog nurses, nurses are amazing, but she doesn't know, um, you know, she doesn't know necessarily what social workers do. And I don't have a supervisor who can kind of communicate with the nursing staff and the nursing managers even to say, Hey, this is what they do. This is what they're able to do. And to advocate on my behalf, I'm kind of responsible for all of that. And so it makes it, I mean, it's super difficult to be able to accomplish what I need to accomplish during the day. In addition to convincing my, uh, supervisor that, that I'm worth the, that I'm worth the, you know, the, the time and the, in the, uh, the orders that I'm getting. So I, if I had to, if I had to give her, if I was like gun to head, forced to give an answer today, I would have said yes. I would have taken the position. Um, I just think long term too, it's going to be um, a better fit. I think because the position, the, the department is growing. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for advancement. Whereas right now, like even though where I'm at, the pay is great and the, um, you know, the scheduling and the flexibility and everything is great. And it's exactly what I want. If I was able to work more, there's nowhere to go. Like I could maybe get into an administrative position. I could maybe go into a care coordinator position, but there's really nowhere to go, um, from where I'm at. So it's kind of, you know, as far as long term goes, I mean, if I want to try to advance my career any, there's not really a lot of options where I'm at. Whereas with this other company that is bigger, I mean, like I said, there's a social worker supervisor. Well, actually, she's the director of two separate social work programs. And there's also a supervisor of each of those programs. So, I mean, she, there's like a lot of room for advancement um, within just the social work program, not to mention like you know, just within the company itself, a lot of the positions will accept social workers as applicants. So, um, so another thing I wanted to mention, um, is, is in way of introductions is that, um, I'm also a fat girl. Um, now don't get offended. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that I'm a, a woman who has, what I would say struggled with her weight her entire life. I, uh, you know, when I see women, um, who are, I watch a lot of YouTube because I've been feeding babies overnight for almost two years now. So when I would be up in the night or when I'm even during the day, need something, you know, somewhat mindless to watch to pass the time. 
And so when I see women who are doing like plus size, plus size clothing, clothing hauls and they're, you know, they're super confident in, um, you know, who they are and what they look like. I think that's amazing. Um, I think that's perfect. I think it's everything. I am just, I'm not that person. I'm not that girl. I don't feel confident. Um, and the biggest thing for me is not so much how I look. I'm not really concerned with that. I don't really care how I look as far as weight goes. My bigger thing is, um, my health. And I just know for me, I am not healthy when I'm overweight. And so I've had, definitely have had periods of time where I've, um, I've dripped down and I've, um, been at a lower weight and then, you know, I'm like the, the king of the, of the yo-yo. I, I yo-yo like it's my yo job. Like I definitely, um, I mean, just as a perfect example, I've gained, um, about 30 pounds in the past four months. Uh, you know, multiple factors, new baby, new preemie baby, I should say. And just not really giving any thought to what I put in my mouth. Just trying to eat, you know, in a way that's almost like manic to where I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get my stomach full so I can get on to the next activity kind of situation. So um, I just am, so you can kind of come with me on this journey. I just am finally getting a handle, I feel like, of my eating. I've been kind of trying for about the past almost two weeks and didn't do great. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that I, I know that there's all this like controversial, um, information. I'm sure I'm, I hope that I get a lot of like angry comments because I live for it. Um, but I'm the type of person that has to cut carbohydrates. I absolutely have to, um, if I'm going to lose weight, number one, and I absolutely have to, if I'm going to curb my cravings, number two, carbohydrates to me, I mean, I've never used cocaine, but I would imagine that, and I've seen this on, I've seen it said this on TV, so I'm not just pulling this out of my, uh, butt, but, uh, I would imagine that for me, at least carbohydrates are as much, if not more addictive than, than any type, than an illegal substance like cocaine. Um, I feel like a, a maniac when I'm eating, um, high levels of carbohydrates and I feel like, you know, super panicked to get more carbohydrates. And, you know, I think that can come down to like a, a yeast overgrowth issue, probably, you know, lots of different factors. But so for me, I know that if I'm going to kind of curb this appetite and, you know, maybe lose some of the, some of this weight so that I feel more healthy um, and get back to, you know, a, a healthy weight where I feel like I need to be, I have to cut carbohydrates. So you're joining me on day two of doing just that. And I finally, you know, honestly, honest to God, like dieting and eating and lifestyle change is the most difficult thing I think ever in the world to be able to to accomplish. Not really. That's terrible to say that. That's a total first world comment. But um, when I made it through one day without eating any type of sweets or carbohydrates or bread or anything, it was like, finally, I did it. And the, the great thing, I mean, if you're kind of on this journey too, or if you're thinking about it, um, as far as cutting carbohydrates down, you know, low or, or non-existent, the great thing with this type of eating is that your body naturally uh, begins to kind of detox from 
carbohydrates to where you may feel, you know, maybe a little bit sick, a little bit nauseous, a little flu-like um, for the first couple of days, but your body will naturally detox from those, um, from that, and you're having that in your system to where I'm finally, I'm actually on day three of no carbohydrates. I weighed myself, I should say, for the first time today to kind of get a base weight, but I, I'm definitely on day three um, of no carbohydrates or very low carbohydrates, and uh, I'm already feeling less panicked and less cravings for, so that's, that's what I was saying, that's the great thing, like, if, and I just knew, I knew it. Like, if I can just make it through three or four days, I'm good to go. Because it, it honestly, for me, it gets to the point to where once I make it through, through these few days, I'm repulsed by the idea of, like, eating anything sweet or bread or cookie, you know, anything like that. So, I'm getting there. I mean, basically, like I'm saying, I'm a fat girl with, like, fitness dreams. I've done CrossFit. I like lifting. I like working out. I don't like running. I wish I did, but I, I would like to. I want to be a runner, but I, I just have not gotten into it. Um, I've tried before and it's, it ends up disaster zone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll take all the fitness tips. I'll also give all the fitness tips with no, no, uh, no backing, no education and likely poor information. But again, this whole podcast is, uh, just take it with, uh, take it for what it is. It's based on what I've experienced. It's based on, um, my life and, and kind of where I'm coming from. And it's based on the fact that I feel like I do have a lot of experiences that I can, um, I can provide, um, some insight to, or at least provide some, uh, commiseration to. Um, I can't, I think, I don't think I've said this yet, but, <clears throat> That's one thing that, you know, I'd like to see is, um, you know, trying to pull together more women, more men who have had similar experiences, you know, and using this platform as a way to do that and uh, using this platform as a way to offer some like, I've been there mentality, I get what you're feeling, I understand what you're going through mentality, um, uh, not to be, uh, not to bash the church because I'm right there in it. I'm a part of the church, but I think the the thing that has made it difficult for me is that I've experienced things that I know the majority of women in the church have not experienced, or or I think that at least based on the fact that nobody talks about things that they've experienced. And I so I think that the unfortunate thing is that within the church, especially, there is still this mentality of maintaining this perfect presentation, this uh, clean, uh, you know, got it all together attitude. And I mean, I've been in like meet in your home, small groups with, with other adults. And it is still like pulling teeth for people to talk honestly about how they feel and what's going on in their lives. And I, I know for a fact that there's been times that there have been intense situations in friends of mine's lives and yet, you know, within the small group setting that is supposed to be intimate and, and honest and things like that, there's this like lockbox, <laughs> no, nobody's saying anything kind of mentality. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, how can we support each other? How can we, um, you know, the Bible says that we're giving, we're, this is obviously very loosely, uh, 
translated and very loosely repeated from a passage in the Bible that I'll have to look up later because I don't know exactly where it's at. But essentially says, you know, take the experiences that you've had and allow God to use those in a way that can help other people. And that's what I want to do. I mean, I, I hate what I've been through. It's been so hard. I feel like I've been on a struggle bus for like 11, 12 years, even longer sometimes. But you know what? It is what it is. And I, I, I can see God's hand through all of it. I can see how God has just really wrote my story and has, um, just led me in a, into a, a life that is, you know, if I can get past the exhaustion and the frustrations that I have with, uh, you know, people, um, I can really see a life that God has blessed me and it is provided for me in a way that is just miraculous and I'm so thankful and I can be so grateful. And I think that that's what I'd like to, you know, maybe try to help other people to see is that, um, you know, there's a reason that, and I know that people say there's a reason for everything. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but I do think that there's a reason why God, you know, created podcasts um, or created the person that came up with podcasts because this is an opportunity for Christians to use another platform to point people to God. And that's, um, that's like my main, main, but again, don't be driven off by that. Um, if you're like, I'm an atheist or (laughs) I'm an agnostic. I said that like real condescending. I didn't mean it that way. Like if that's the way you believe, then okay, that's what you believe. Like I'm not trying to dog anybody for believing anything different. I just believe what I believe and I hope that you'll, um, you know, be fair and listen, um, when I, when I do share, um, my, the, the way that I believe. So that's it on that. Um, I am going to eat some lunch here and wrap this up 33 minutes. I think that's a good, good, good place to start. Um, like I said, um, I'm hoping that this pans out. We'll see how it goes. I'm like mildly, no, I'm like the lowest hopeful. But like I said before, when I recorded this the first time around, nobody listens. That's okay. At least this is an opportunity for me to uh, put together some words, put together some thoughts, and maybe keep a kind of a diary, a verbal diary of, you know, things that are going on in my life. So that's that. All right. Bye.